Welcome to the Liberty Cafe, where oppression is on the menu. Hello, everyone. I'm Bill Peacock, and I'm glad you're joining with me today on episode 64 of the Liberty Cafe. I'm also blessed, as always, to be here working with the folks at Texas Scorecard who are sponsoring uh, the Liberty Cafe. It's a great group with great people fighting for liberty, fighting for truth, fighting for God. And right here in Texas with us and taking this fight not just at the state level but at the local level and really all across the nation. So it's great to be working with and partnering with Texas Scorecard. Please go visit them at texasscorecard.com. All right, so today on episode 64, I want to go back a few years. Well, actually, let me, before I go back a few years, let me just point out the fact that January 31st is coming up. Let's see, I'm recording this on a Friday, so this is going to run next week. So it'll still be a, about a week in a way when you hear this uh, next, uh, next Wednesday. But January 31st, for, for a lot of people, has meaning because it's when property taxes are due. Now, a lot of people pay their property taxes by December 31st in order to get the tax benefits for that the previous year instead of waiting for the next year. But nonetheless, January 31st is when we all have to pay our property taxes. If we own a home, if we have a small business, if we have a little piece of property somewhere that we want to just get away from the big city – Whatever we own is property, that's when we have to pay our property taxes. And so January 31st is a reminder of the fact that no matter what we hear from the politicians in the state of Texas about how committed they are to bringing us property tax relief, it never happens. So now let's go back uh, just a little bit. Well, let's go back just to 2019, not too far some of my uh, Liberty Cafes, we go way, way back, thousands and thousands of years even. But today we're just going to go back, what's that, about three years? And to the, t- the 86th Texas Legislature's regular session, which wraps up in, in May. And the big fight during well, – one of the big fights during that legislative session was property tax relief. You may, you may not recall all the dynamics of the 2019 legislative session, but it, it really turned things upside down for conservatives because what we saw was the 2018 elections, the midterm elections, where Republicans got beat pretty badly in uh, the suburban areas. Uh, the Texas House lost some folks. Uh, several Texas senators lost. Uh, Ted Cruz um, uh, pulled out, not exactly a squeaker, but it was pretty close when, when Beto ran against him back then. And that had a profound effect on establishment Republicans in Austin, Texas. And they literally got scared to death almost. They, 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 they couldn't believe that solid red Texas had come so close to ousting um, Republicans, statewide Republicans officials, and, and it particularly had an impact on on um, Greg Abbott, our governor, and Dan Patrick, our lieutenant governor. And so, almost overnight, any almost any conservative agenda just went out the window, and 
particularly in both the Texas House under then Speaker Dennis Bonin, the Texas Senate under Dan Patrick and then the governor's office, they all thought that the way to solve the problem was to spend more money on public education, right? They just out the window, out the door went school choice, competition in schools, parental involvement, those kind of things. The way to win back the suburban moms was to spend more money on education. And so that's what they did from the very get-go. You had this duel between the Texas Senate, Texas House, who could spend more money on education. Dan Patrick came out with his $5 billion for teacher pay raises. The Texas House had a little more sense. They came out with a little less than $5 billion, and it wasn't just teacher pay raises. But nonetheless, they were just trying to beat each other up on who could spend the most money. Well, we went through most of that session talking like that, and the taxpayers started to get very upset because their property taxes were still going up. They're going up every year. And nobody was talking about property tax relief among the big three. So finally, towards the middle, towards the end of the session, finally, there was enough pressure put on these folks that they were going to do property tax relief. And right at the end of the legislative session in May, they they came out with these announcements that said, we finally reached a deal on fixing education and fixing property taxes. So let me just read a a couple of quotes. Here's one from Greg Abbott. He said, we are making tremendous strides to provide long-awaited relief to Texas homeowners and businesses. Our goal was not to simply mask the problem of skyrocketing, skyrocketing property taxes, but to make transformative changes that would provide meaningful and lasting reform. Well, that's a pretty strong statement, but Dan Patrick wasn't going to be outdone. He, he like, was dancing in the end zone, spiking the football. When, when he told us, he said, we said we were on the five-yard line about a month ago. Now we have a touchdown. We have had the Super Bowl of legislative sessions in the history of the state. Pretty bold stuff. And all this hullabaloo, that's an Aggie term for those of you who don't know that, was about this deal – that those two men had gotten together with House Speaker Dennis Botton and pushed through the Texas legislature. And as one newspaper reported, they said that this, this deal that was agreed upon and passed by the legislatures will solve Texas's biggest problems by boosting education spending by $4.5 billion and allocating $5 billion to tamp down property taxes starting next year. So that's the, that was the big deal. The legislature is going to spend $9.5 billion of our money, and it was going to increase spending. Uh, it was all going to go to increase spending on public education in Texas, and $5 billion of that was supposed to go to property tax relief. Well, I've been doing some digging in the Comptroller's, uh, Texas Comptroller's website, because every year, by January 1st, they put out a, an estimate, but I mean, it's a, it's a solid estimate of what the top property tax levy is for the, for the previous year. So for instance, right now, this is January 22, the property taxes that are due right now, on, coming up on January 31st, are our 2021 property taxes. So that was just posted on the, on the um, 
Comptroller site, they have to do it every year by January 1st. So this is brand new data that shows what the, the 2021 tax levies for. So if you, there's three tax levies that have happened since this deal was signed. They're the, they're the taxes that were due in January of 2020, of January 2021, and now January of 2022. And so we can look at the last three years and see what, if anything, the Texas legislature did to help us in relief property taxes. And, and the answer is they didn't do much of anything. So let, let me just go through the numbers here. Hopefully this doesn't get too technical. But so, for instance, the property taxes or property tax bill that, that is due this January 31st in about a week or so is uh, $73.2 billion. So that's the total tax levy paid to counties, cities, school districts, and special purpose districts like hospital districts and MUDs and those kind of things. $73.2 billion. Well, in January two, in 2019, a few months before the deal, the property tax bill then was $9.4 billion less then than it is today. So what that means is despite them spending $9.5 billion of our money to buy down property taxes, our property taxes are $9.5 billion higher today than they were just three years ago. Right. Um, and the school property taxes, which was the focus of that whole deal, are up $4.3 billion over the same period. So th there's been no relief whatsoever, right? Now, well, there certainly has been a cut, and it's gone up. Now, to you know, to be honest on all this, the rate of increase of property taxes has gone down a little bit. Prior to, the, to 2019, the, the annual increase was 5.9%. In the last three years, it's gone up only by 4.7%, which is still just way too high, particularly since they've got in place these laws that are supposed to limit property tax growth to like 3.5%. But as many of you might know, there were all kinds of loopholes put in for all different kinds of things. First, the, the, the limits were delayed, and then they were emergency provisions and all these kinds of things. And so, and you actually see that because in the fact that city tax levies have gone up faster since 2019 than they did before. And that's because they're taking advantage of the slowing in the school taxes and other places and these, and these loopholes to actually just come in and rape and pillage local property taxpayers. And the legislature just sat there and let all this happen, right? So if you, if you just run the numbers and consider how much property taxes would have been if they hadn't acted, done anything in 2019 and what they are today, you can say that the cumulative result of that is property taxes are $2.5 billion less today than they would have been if they'd have just done nothing. So you say, oh, that's a good deal, but it's not a good deal because – to get that $2.5 billion reduction in property taxes, we had to spend $9.5 billion. $4 billion, $4.5 billion into public schools just straight off, and then $5 billion for property tax relief. Well, that only bought $2.5 billion of property tax relief. So we're out of pocket, right? 
$7 billion as taxpayers, whether it's state taxpayers or local property taxpayers. So consumers, property owners didn't fare so well. But you know what? Who made out like bandits on this? Local government. Since 2019 when the Legislature Act, schools have $18 billion more in additional funding during that period of time. Cities, $4.3 billion in additional property tax revenue. Counties, another $3.7 billion. Even special purpose districts have have seen their revenues increase by $2.8 billion. So you, you add up the whole sum of higher tax revenue that the schools and the cities and the counties and the special purpose districts have received, it totals $28 billion over the last three years. And we've got nothing out of that, right? So it's it, this really shouldn't surprise us. You know, we should be used to this by now, watching the legislature and, and our elected officials say, hey, we're going to fix your taxes, we're going to lower your taxes, we're going to reduce property tax burden, all that kind of stuff. They've been doing this for 25 years, but it just has never worked. Go back to 1997. Governor George W. Bush in the Texas legislature said they were going to cut property taxes or give us relief. But instead, property taxes increased by $1.4 billion. In 2006, you may recall the, the legislature revamped the whole franchise tax to raise a ton more money and so they could spend $14 billion more of your state tax dollars to schools to get property tax relief. Well, you know what happened? During those, those two years that the schools got $14 billion more money from the state, they also got $3.4 billion more in local, local property taxes from us. Didn't work. And then the most recent one before 2019 was in 2015 where the legislature tried to reduce property taxes by increasing the homestead exemption. But even then, taxpayers paid an additional $3.9 billion in property taxes. So, you know, it's kind of funny to look back to what these folks were saying, you know, spiking footballs and Super Bowls and, and all these kinds of things. And, and here's one more quote from, from Greg Abbott when they announced this whole, this whole deal had been made. And he said, I said we will do what no one thought possible. We will finally fix school finance in Texas. And I'm, today, I'm proud to tell you we are announcing that we have done just that, right? So in 2019, he said, we fixed property taxes. We fixed school finance. It's never going to be a problem again. Yet in the meantime, the next session they came around 2021, they had to spend more money on public schools because they hadn't fixed it yet. And our property taxes continued to go up. And that really points to the whole problem. The, the lesson that Texas policymakers, Texas leaders, Texas legislatures, legislators have not learned over the last 25 years is you can't fix school finance in Texas by throwing more taxpayer money at public schools. Never has worked and never will. A lack of money is not the problem with the public schools. The problem with public schools and, and with the rest of government, for that matter, is that and why we can't get a cut in property taxes is because these policymakers won't stop spending our money. So what do we do? 
Well, if Texans are serious about wanting lower taxes, and, and by the way, it's kind of a big if considering who we keep sending to Austin to govern our state. I mean, they keep not doing what they say they're going to do when it comes to property taxes, and we keep sending the same people back or sending new people who do the same thing. But let's just say, for instance, if Texans really are serious about wanting lower taxes, they, we, are going to have to demand that the Texas legislature cut spending or at least, let's say, stop spending growth for public schools and for everything else. Wouldn't it, what, what kind of radical idea would that be is when the legislature comes back in 2023 that they just spend the same amount of money that they spent in 2021? I mean, you, you don't have enough money. You're taxing your people too much. Don't, don't cut spending. Just spend the same amount of money. Zero growth in, in the government. But of course, that won't fly in the, in the annals of Austin. So Texans are really going to have to step it up and put a lot of pressure on their legislators if they want to see property tax relief come 2023. All right. Well, thank you very much. Glad to have you again with us on episode 64 of the Liberty Cafe. And thank, once, thank you once again to Texas Scorecard, our sponsors. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Cafe by Texas Scorecard. You can find more shows and great content at texasscorecard.com. Please consider leaving a review or rating the show on whatever podcasting platform you listen to.